the Damaged Goods Podcast. You feel good? It's like Probably popping, it's, uh, it's, um, popping bubbles. ASMR. What? You're going to do an ASMR podcast. Well, now you're just speaking Japanese or German. Teach me what that means. ASMR, I think it got debunked, but it's like these people, they buy these like super powerful microphones and it's like um, like relaxing like noises. Like there's ASMR like noises or like those videos of people like um, like uh, they get the, the, the jelly and like the the like remember that shit gack and like all those like yeah, when we were kids like, Play-Dohs and stuff like that the and they'll like put slime like, styrofoam toys? in it you've never heard of asmr dude no dude, dude i live in my own little snake world you need to get on the internet more it's just weird sounds it's like but it's like there's like a meditative relaxing a- aspect to it i've been getting this <laughs> okay yeah Let's yeah do it. you're uh, in there baby like uh <laughs> i've been watching dudes shine shoes in person or on the interwebs? On the internet, like YouTube videos. Of really, that's what. Shining shoes or like. That's the one that gets you the shining of shoes. That and like, somebody scrubbing somebody else's feet for pence, mm-hmm, little pence. Like the, it's relaxing. The, it's the relaxing, noises, and it's like the focused aspect of it. Like they're like getting in there. They do like thirty different treatments to like make this fucking broken ass, broke ass. Are they like shining feet. someone's shoes while the person's wearing said shoes? Sometimes, like there's See, some I, dudes that. Uh, that like this one, this one dude, um, get in there, he would get do in there. he would do um, closer. There you go, player. He would do uh, bring it up, bring it down, wherever you want. Shoe shines, um, but then during the the pandemic, like he was doing them on people, and then during the pandemic, he would have people send him shoes. I don't think I could get my shoes shined by somebody while they're on my feet. I don't know. I have some weird... It always just strikes me You've never me as, gotten a shoe shine? Never. Like, like I've, I've brought them to a place that's done it, but I've never done it. I feel like... I don't know. It just looks demeaning as fucking... And maybe it's not, but it just... I don't know, man. Something about it doesn't sit sit with me at all. It's like some old... That's like some old school stuff, like getting shoe shine. I mean, it, I know. I mean, I've had them shine if I dropped them off at like a, a tailor or, or dry cleaner, but I don't think I could do it. Like I'm sitting there in a suit... And I've got these shoes on, and you're kneeling down, scrubbing my shoes, and I give you some money. I don't know. I couldn't do it. I, f- I feel like... I'm just a better person. That's basically what <laughs> yeah. No, there's something about the feet, right? Like, wasn't, um, wasn't that, like, some Jesus stuff? Like, Jesus, like, washed the feet of... Yeah, there's, like, some Bible passage about, like, un- like, washing the feet of, like, lepers or something like that. He did I think love that, the lepers. I think that's what he He loved the that. lepers. But, do you think those sounds... The Velcro ripping those those gack sounds, those slimy sounds. Are they about as soothing as an Eric Clapton song to you? Are they as meditative as Clapton? Well, it's not Tears in Heaven, though. Oh, I'll wait. tell you that much. Wait, you started it off on the hard. I was hoping we wouldn't even touch the Tears in Heaven part, but you you went right for it, so we got to. I feel like we already talked about this, but yeah, we, Tears we in Heaven is like the the softest, like the like one of the worst errors in like rock. It was like the end. It was like was it end of eighties, early nineties? I think it was early nineties, but it was like when all of these like former rockers, like who used to be like yeah. revolution not so much maybe revolutionary, Pushing but like, the envelope yeah, like genre. just on some hard like uh change in softened rock and roll shit, bit. just like really went into some bullshit. We softened up. I guess, you know, when your child falls out a window, you might want to write a soft song, though. I don't know. <laughs> probably, probably. Uh, if if you if anyone's not familiar with the Eric Clapton song Tears in Heaven, it's a 
song about the, his tragic loss of his son who fell out a window. I remember when my father, when I was younger, he's a big fan of Cream and Clapton and, and all the shit, playing that song and telling me the story, like, oh, you know, his fucking son fell out the window. It's terrible. I remember, I was like, oh, God, when I was younger, it was like the most gut-wrenching thing. I was like, oh, it's so sad. And anytime I hear the song, I would think it was sad. But then years later in my adulthood, after I've, you know, explored the whole, you know, Derek and the Dominoes, Cream, like, uh, what was the other, uh, Traffic, like all those catalogs of, that Clapton played in, when it came time for like solo-y shit, the, the cheesiness factor became tangible as an adult. And the, and the sappy, not the sappiness, that sounds fucked up. But the, sense was of, sappy. the sentimental aspect of, of that song didn't stop me from noticing the cheesy shit of the other shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, it was, for me, it was like the, the, the contrast, right? So much um, from being this like long haired, like hippie, like communist socialist fucking rocker who was, was like pushing I didn't know probably not he was probably <laughs> always, he was probably always on some middle of the road shit but like that was the whole vibe of the era right like counterculture right yeah to 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 then go into like wearing fucking white pleated pants and like blazers with shoulder pads yeah and like uh uh like uh, silk shirts unbuttoned, which I'm actually doing currently <laughs> right now, which is fine. But. Some like going from going from like from like Jimi Hendrix like puffy shirt shit yeah. to like Miami Vice cocaine chic. Which actually, like, I kind of like that vibe. Yeah, but, but I, I feel like to to go him, from the yeah. here to there Touché. was just like you changed Touché. too much. Uh, Fair weather fan. Yeah, right? yeah, like when Metallica cut their hair. Yeah, and then sued you for downloading music. <laughs> And whined about it. But they Metallica rocked so fucking hard at the beginning. They did. That's why it was Early. so... Like, well, yeah, it's that's a why huge, it's so much more disappointing. It's a huge right? departure. Right. No, no right. it's true. That knowledgeable, musically knowledgeable voice is a, a dear friend of mine who's been on Damage Goods before. He uh, was an artist who used to dabble in the realms of graffiti and was an architect for years and uh, is, is just doing whatever the fuck he wants now. But he knows a shitload about music, and that's why he's on this one. It's my good friend Noah Goldman, a.k.a. Noah Goldman, a.k.a. the G-Man. G-Man. And uh, we're talking about a few things. You know, we're going to probably discuss uh, certain musicians and artists that we think are a little, I wouldn't say overrated, but whatevs, whatevs. And then we're going to delve into music and murder. You got to say, like, murder. We're going to talk about musicians that have killed people. Accidentally, intentionally, whatever. It's going to be... It's going to be fantastic. We're going to try to keep it upbeat, I swear. <laughs> but but yeah, Clapton. Noah texted me the other day, and he says something like, uh, yeah, Clapton fucking sucks, dude. And if you texted me that maybe 10 years ago, I wouldn't have had the same response. But I kind of feel you. Musically, right, like talented. And I'm right. not talking about, we're not talking about Cream and right. Traffic and right. early Derek and Dominoes. Derek and Dominoes. We're talking right. about Solo, yeah. late in the game. And then recently, like, in the past week, he's been in the what news. What do you mean recently? In the news, he Oh, I don't sucks. watch that thing. Tell me about this. Enlighten all of he, my listeners. Um, he's uh, on some anti-vax shit. Uh. Um, but he also, like, uh, came out with some hectic, like, anti-immigrant, like, really? uh, So much for being communist and socialist. Yeah, I mean, he's just... Uh, really? In and, like, this is all coming from the dude that wrote, like, Cocaine. Right, so he'll nah, he, he's nah, nah, like nah. that was one of he, like the first said, songs I learned in playing guitar. He said he okay. said um, nah, nah, nah. that he's worried about the vaccine for his kids. Meanwhile, he's one of the dudes that was like 
all fucked up on like yeah. heroin and, and cocaine mixing and, like, it up mixing it up it's like it's like that meme don't worry about the vaccine if yeah right um but yeah i mean like the the anti-immigrant shit is on some bullshit hear about that that's wild he still lives in england yeah yeah, if, if, like a lot of countries in Europe, uh, I know England and some of the other ones are very, they're having a lot of like, you know, strong anti-immigrant um, consensus amongst residents because of the influx and shit like that. It's interesting though, when you, when you see like artists, like you said, for, for so long, that, especially the ones that came out of the counterculture era in the 60s and 70s, which I think we all presume, even if the artists weren't involved with it, we just kind of presume, oh, you from that era, right. you kind of got to be down with this, especially if you are running around with these guys, you guys right. all got to be on the, on the same wavelength. And then, you know, people get rich and grow old and then their values change, which is kind of common amongst people too, right? You know, you get old, you have kids, you have grandkids, you have uh, money and whatever. Now you maybe change your shit up. Some people. Yeah. I mean, it's like, um, it's like easy to be communist, socialist, or yeah, when like, you're dead broke. When you just, right, you, when you're you just read Marx when you're in right, college. And like, right. I read that shit when I was 18, 19, 20. And I was like, oh, this shit sounds pretty cool on paper. But right. you get a little older and you read history and you see history and you see countries where things were and how it worked out or didn't. And then you talk to people who might have left those countries and why. And then, you know, it gives you a different perspective. But yeah, I see what you mean. A very big departure. Almost 180 degrees, right? Yeah, I guess like there was something with him and Van Morrison too. Like they were, they were a, around some. Please shit. don't tell me anything bad about Van the Man. I'm a huge fan of Van Morrison. I mean, I'm not even gonna mention it more because I, I only read the headline. But Good. I did see Van at the Bowl last. Uh, not last, dude. Year. Not last kicking, year, dude. but um, was he was he still kicking? Robin? Yeah, he's still he, his voice. Excuse me, his voice was good. Um, for a guy in his early seventies, yeah. it's impressive. And um, it's probably in his late seventies. Yeah, I, I mean. But I, it was funny because uh, Rita wanted to go, my wife. And then, like, at the end of the concert, she was like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I, I guess I didn't know who I thought Van Morrison was. <laughs> <laughs> I've never gone to a concert and sat through it and be like, oh, wrong well, guy. I mean, like, I know Van Morrison mm-hmm. and I knew what the vibe would be. And it, like, it was all people in their sixties you know, and seventies. My mother's right? family love. He's and an Irish band, it, right? and they they um, love him. They love his. But music I didn't know what my, what my girl was thought it was going to be. She like was a, Van Halen. <laughs> you, they didn't, he didn't do Panama. Yeah. He, he didn't, didn't do for Teacher. Um, no, no, that would be a rad concert. I've seen Van two, Halen two Van concerts Van at the Bowl. I saw him. And then uh, we went and saw... He means the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, California, a nice outdoor of, venue where you can bring your greatest, own drinks uh, and smokes. venues in the United States. You can bring your own food, booze, and do whatever you want, and no one trips. We saw... It was Hart and yes. Joan Jett. Yes, Hart for sure. They I had fucks the lasers with Hart going. Hart. Like, Hart's great. Yeah, Hart I took my mother to see Steely Dan there for her birthday. It was great. Steely and then I've Dan. gone to a gang of reggae nights there uh, reggae nights they have a usually I think we went and saw a few of the Marleys one night and it's just you know everyone ganja blazing heavy and my stepsister was with me and a bunch of friends and she was we were all like you know smoking a lot of weed and there was some like tinctury edibles going around which you need to like take in certain amounts and she took she quite a bit it. right she there and then it, you know definitely got to her and it was hilarious and uh, I have a I had a friend a male friend who was at the event, and I think she found him to be quite dreamy at the moment. But you know, you're exing- high as fuck. Herself. You're hot. You're high as fuck. So you're staring. Also, when you're high, sometimes you just stare off. So you might be staring at someone not even knowing. And I think she was staring at him for quite a while, and his significant other 
caught wind of that and was not so keen on that. And then later we walked to the In-N-Out around the corner on Sunset and stole an In-N-Out tray, which I use for ganja purposes to this day. It's great. Dude, getting out of there is fucking the worst. Getting out of concerts in general sucks. Yeah. That's why once I started working for like, you know, big bands touring and stuff like that, I never had to worry about that. We got this, you know, our backstage sanctuary. We're all good in the buses. And I would see these people leaving in droves at the end of the night. Just oh, look miserable. You got to get the parking lot, find your car. Wait in the parking lot forever to get out of there. Then you got to go through God knows if there's like uh, DUI traps. It's terrible. So, yeah. That's why people leave early and miss the best songs. Yeah. Which kind of sucks. Yeah, remember when you were like um, in your teens and like early 20s and people would be like riding out like towards the end? You're like, yeah. Where, where are you going? going? It's like, Cause they no, no. Because they want to get home. They're smart. They want to get home. They yeah. don't want to spend two hours getting out of oh, this. Oh, dude. It's the place. worst. Clapton is is one of those ones that I didn't think was uh, not as great until I got older. But somebody that I have felt the same way about for quite a while, another artist, uh, a band that's very popular, uh, that people like, that have had like you know popularity over different decades and different things or whatever. It's fucking Aerosmith, dude. And I I probably shitted on Aerosmith before uh, on here, and I'm a huge un Aerosmith fan, dude. Yeah, they were never that great. I, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that. Yo, thank you. Yo, their best song was their first song, Dream On. Mm-hmm. Great song. Mm-hmm. Literally their first single off their first album. And after that, dude. I, I did the first CD I bought. Not tape, because, you know, I'm, I was born in the 80s. So I had yeah, a, bu- you had, must I have had a tapes, bunch of bro. tapes. Yeah, I did too. But the first CD I bought was um, Get a Grip. Which one is that? One of the ones that has that like, was the the fucking Alicia Silverstone era. Oh yeah, where he capitalized yeah. off his daughter's attractiveness mm-hmm. and her friend. Mm-hmm. He's but like, I'll also <laughs> say this: the first CD I ever fucking pawned, get a grip. You got it. You learned it, it was whacking you pawn that I pawned shit. It. Pawned that smart shit. man, dude. Yo, they had songs like the seventies. Yeah, Aerosmith was like rockers. Like everyone knew they party. My mother party with them, and she said they were like. To paraphrase my mother, this is the 70s, don't fucking cover me. <laughs> to paraphrase my mother in the 70s, a Massachusetts woman, she said they were queer. I don't think she meant that they were gay, but just they were not whatever, you know? They were soft. Yeah. And then, you know, then the 80s come around. The 80s, I always felt, was a, was a bad time for some genres, great time for others, right? I think it was a great time for hip-hop. It was a great time for some things, like new wave and whatever, punk. Rock was weird in the I, 80s. I thought rock, rock was, was weird. Unless you were weird. heavy metal, rock was really bad. And these dudes were adapting to the MTV fucking era where you had to have a dope video with a silly song could get you a long way. And that's why you get songs like Dude Looks Like a Lady, Love in an Elevator, like horribly corny songs. <laughs> if you break the fucking title down and then listen to the lyrics, you're like, this is the corniest shit in the world. Living it up as I'm going down. Dude, like, so cheesy. Dude, Love in an Elevator, get the fuck out of here. Dude Looks Like a Lady was the dumbest shit. And then there was a couple other horrible ones. Like, I don't know. I just couldn't that fuck That was probably it, like, Dude Looks Like a Lady was probably like some satirical, like half-assed, like commentary. Like I don't know, dude. Because they I all had long hair. No, I'm not saying it was good, right? But like, they all had long hair. They were probably like, yo, let's, let's make a oh, song about dude. how, dude, like, they're making fun of us for having long hair and putting scarves on the microphone. Like, yeah, yeah they yo, should be making had- fun of you. For putting scarves, how many fucking scarves do you need, Stephen Tyler? Touche. But at the same, in the same time, in that same era, you had like a dude like Prince, who was uh, very androgynous, right? Also People would say those things. He didn't scarves. have to make any corny music. In fact, he made the best music of all time, and even for like other artists, and he was 
confident and cool and smooth and was killing it and didn't do any corny music. He never fucking got silly. It's true. At least like that. Well, some some people are just OGs and some aren't. There's some other there's gotta be some other bands. See, oh, classic rock fun fact about Noah Goldman from back in the day, not a fan of the doors. Thought they were you that's what you no, said back in the day. No, no, no. Okay, well, I don't not like the doors. I just thought they were overrated. Right? So I, I actually texted you the other day about um I asked Snake Man if 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 uh if he liked we used to play this game where you would just say one or two, yeah. right? And you would just like you compare two things like with very little context, right? Yeah. So I just I just texted him Zeppelin or the Rolling Stones, right? And for me, it's the Rolling Stones all the way. But I used to have this argument with a with a buddy of mine about the Doors or the Who. Yes, that's the argument right. that you were talking right. about back in the and day. And for me, there's no fucking contest. Like the Doors have like a couple of songs. Like the Doors were were like a vibe, right? But like the Who were, musicians. were like musicians. Like yeah. they they changed some shit. Like one of the first um, songs to to ever use a sampler, like electronic yeah. sampling, was Bob O'Reilly. Yeah. Right. So like it, there's no contest, and like the musicianship, like Pete Townsend and fucking Keith Moon, like. And we'll talk about Keith Moon in a little bit, but continue. Um, but like you know, the doors like yeah, they had some tracks, right? And like, um, you know, everyone was like, "Oh, Jim Morrison's like a poet. He's a poet." And he He's was. I think that was what it was. For was sure, for sure. But like for me, I've always been more of a fan of like the music. music than than like the written word aspect, especially of like rock. And yeah, yeah. I mean, um, my mother used to go to Doors concerts in uh, when she lived in Frisco. It would always loves to tell the story embarrassingly to me about getting pissed on by Jim Morrison in front row and, and, and I'm sure like a lot of people thought that was like cool back then like you didn't care because you were so enamored with this guy who was he was poetic clearly didn't give a fuck was kind of a mess but not a horrible singer but not not incredible and well, like, their music there's this there's this uh, the, the the track LA Woman <laughs> yeah. right and there's one part in that song where you can fucking just hear that he is just blasted. Just oh, he would so be drunk out of he his mind. Like, just like fucking like wailing on the mic. Yeah. Like, he's like, LA woman. And I'm like, that sounds like my, my, my drunk uncle on the mic, right? Like, what's, yeah. what, why are people like I holding think that? When, up, when artists know? have a, a career that's kind of shorter, right? There's that period where there is that spectacle of how wild they are on stage and how much of a mess they are. People kind of put up with it for a little while because there is the hysteria, the fandom of, of their impact and the music they're hearing on the radio, whatever, when they listen to the record. So they go and they put up with that shit at the shows for a little while, right? Like, you know, dudes would go to these Gigi Allen shows and all that wild shit, and it was like poop on stage and jump in the crowd naked and shit. But if you're looking at artists who've had careers like 15, 20, 30 years, you can't do that for that long for a few reasons. One, the artists, you just can't hang with it. And people are not going to come back for that shit eventually they want to see fucking good show they want to see music they want or to the or they're <laughs> only coming for the spectacle well, yeah but i think eventually even that wears off right i feel like the spectacle eventually will wear off sometimes because but uh yeah with with them and my boy uh my boy franco used to be in the band with me he always had this great comment about the doors he thought the music sometimes sounded like clown music yeah it was probably like that, that organ yeah that organ like uh, really is like has like a circus element to yeah. it yeah 
Although Riders on the Storm, that <laughs> that, that, that shit. Fi- bangs, they got some great joints, dude. Yeah. Uh, what's the other one? Um, hands on the wheel. What's that? Bob, then your hands on the wheel. I can't even. Roll, yeah, yeah, baby, baby, roll. Yeah, we sound great on this, don't we? Yeah, but I, but I feel like rockets. yeah, I feel like he was a guy who was a poet who had shit to say, but probably wasn't the most in tune musically and vocally, and you know whatever. That's what happens. Um, and I kind of don't, I I don't hate on him for that, but I get where you're coming from. Like I won't knock down their whole fucking catalog in a weekend and listen to it. I can't do that, you know. Yeah, like, I mean, like they had some tracks, they made their mark, but I'm not really ever putting on a Doors record. Just no, I never put them you know? on. I don't have any. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it comes on, I'm not turning it off, but there's definitely shit like that that, like, oh, like I'll, read I'll let that ride. There were some other bands, like, back then, and I'm like, so, yeah, when, when Skills asked me, Stones and Zeppelin, usually it's Stones or the Beatles. That's, like, the question. Like, what's that movie? Uh, I Love You, Man, right? There's yeah. a scene, Paul yeah. Rudd's with, like, the uh, the other girls, like, husbands and friends who don't like him when they're playing pool and they're at, or, uh, poker. And they're all, like, drunk and being assholes, just trying to gamble. And he's like, on the count of three, like, Stones or Beatles. And no one does it, and they just, like, gamble and shit. It's kind of funny. But Stones and Zeppelin is different because I feel like the the Beatles is, like, I don't know, man. People hold them in a, they're, like, a little earlier. They hold them in, like, a more of, like, a pioneering realm, you know? For me, I, I buy into that. Like the, the Beatles did change so yeah, much. Yeah, 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 for, for uh, sure. But you know, like I, I just feel like it's easier to take that like next tier down and like stack those bands up against each other. But yeah, for sure. Like for, Ze- Zeppelin, uh, like you know, and I was I was telling Snake this too. Like, don't get me wrong. Like Zeppelin, I still listen to Zeppelin. They were amazing, um, but. Um, the stones was just like on some a, a different level for me like they yeah. they were more versatile they like crossed several different genres they lasted yeah they lasted the, and they still perform i saw them like 6 years ago and they fucking killed it who and uh who were they on tour with then it was just them it was like they did like four shows only it was their last one even though they did another one they did like uh, jersey two nights in a row not new york they did like where the um Meadowlands? no no where the, the their hockey team the not the Islanders. That's Long Island. I'm the Devils. Off some hot. The, yeah, the, the Devils. New Jersey. The, My bad. The Devils. <laughs> so they played there, and then they did like London, and uh, I think like, like Paris or some shit. Like they only had four shows. Very expensive tickets, but it was an incredible show. They brought out like a guest for every couple songs. Like Bruce Springsteen came out and did a couple. Lady Gaga, Gary Clark Jr., uh, fucking the, the the what are they called? The um, fuck, not the White Stripes. What are those dudes' names? Christ, a bunch of great artists basically just came out and would do a couple songs with them. It was awesome. They were the only, like, there was no opener. It was just them, but they would have guests come out and kill shit. It was awesome. Yeah. They put on a great show. I, for all you guys wondering, I agreed with skills on that. And the reason why is that I love Led Zeppelin. Huge in skate videos as a kid, especially Plan B skate videos. So I loved them. Years and years and years later, you find out that they jacked almost all their major song melodies. And a lot of people say, well, you know, there's like only so many chords and this and that. If you actually listen to the songs, if you A and B them, which in music terms means like compare the two, the original ones from which they jacked it and the Zeppelin songs, it's, I mean, it's undeniable. And not that I don't love their music and shit like that, but there's something about originality in any art, music, writing, film. I really respect it. Even if it fails, or it's not as successful. I respect anybody trying different things or just doing their thing. 
rather than the cookie cutter model, rather than taking somebody else's blueprint, because it's very easy that way. If you already see what's kind of popping and you just trace that, you might have some success. And uh, it kind of bummed me out when I learned that. It doesn't mean I don't like their shit, but it definitely took some wind out of their sails for me. It's funny that, that you would bring that up because I think people, a lot of people will make the same argument about the, the Stones, especially from them, like Jack and like Blues stuff. No, no, they were Jack and Blues vibes, but I'm not talking about song. These guys were taking melodies 100%. But they would like, the Stones would cover songs and they would also like go to, to yeah. Chicago and like play with those dudes. They would like, go to the South and do all that yeah. shit. Zeppelin wasn't doing it. Yeah. The, they came to America to do that. They wanted to hang out with all the blues musicians and, and feel their vibe. You know what I'm saying? They were down with it, which yeah. I respected. Um, and, and so circling back to Keith Moon, who was the drummer for The Who, which no one mentioned and shit like that, it's a perfect segue into this music and murder. Murder. Podcast. And we're trying to keep it upbeat, like don't get all down. So Keith Moon, drummer of The Who, which is one of the I mean, top four, three classic rock bands from the 60s that lasted a long time. Keith Moon caught, which is considered a manslaughter charge once it's dropped down from, I believe, third-degree murder, uh, a drunk driving accident, which we're going to find out is a very typical thing. He ran over and killed somebody. So sometimes you get busted for that, and then it's it's like second or third degree, but then it's an accident because you're under the influence of booze, becomes manslaughter. And then if you're kind of famous, you got a little money, generally don't go to jail. Generally don't go to jail. He, how soon was that before he died? Or how close? I don't know how close it was till he died. I don't even know how he died. Or was it like a, a, a premature death? Yeah, I mean, he died. Jeez. Oh, you know a lot of how he died, which is great. I, I, you know, I, for Keith Moon, I can't remember, but he was, he was like the wild man of the who like he was the dude that was always like driving like cadillacs into pools and like <laughs> like he was he would like like show up to shows and like play the show naked and stuff like that but i don't know if it was a suicide or like a lot of times especially like alcoholics like hard rockers it's like well was it you know just that they died of alcohol or since they had such a problem were yeah. they like trying to like kill themselves and i think that that was one of the things with with keith moon yeah. was like he was just such a like a degenerate drunk that at a certain point people were like okay this is like you're like trying to do this um, like he's he's almost trying to like, like drink like your, a, drink his, yourself his own, to uh, death fulfillment. yeah like a death, death wish, wish. Yeah. Death trying to wish. live it out and you see that a lot with people sometimes they don't have you know suicide is a is a is a tough thing uh to for people to follow through with you know like a lot of people come very close and don't go through with it because it's it's fucking terrifying it's scary and, and and you'll see people do other things in lieu of you know grabbing a gun put it in their mouth or, or tying a noose up they'll just they'll live reckless they'll, right they'll live reckless do drugs yeah, drive, was... do crazy shit in hopes that somewhere along the line it's gonna catch them. yeah um but yeah i don't to be honest with you keith moon i don't know too much about that aspect of it um but you know, it makes sense. Like just, you know, you're a celebrity, yeah. you know, you're a notorious like party animal. Wow. Right. And then you or you're, you're very famous and you just have the means. Right. So wow. do something stupid. Somebody dies and, Oh, well, let me just pay a bunch of lawyers and, and get out of this. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And that the, the next artist, which I'm going to mention, uh, similar thing, uh, way different genre, way different time frame, Brandy, the R&B songstress of the 90s. Caught a vehicular homicide, I believe, in like the early 2000s. Got off on manslaughter, no prison time. Um, paid presumably a gang of money. Also a Scientologist, so maybe Elrond's people came to her defense or whatever. But you will notice after that, no more music. Like her career was done. I don't know if she chose not to or whatever. Maybe the public eye wouldn't allow it, but didn't see any jail time. You know, God. I don't know. I don't even remember that. I, I remember it happening back then because it was the first time I remember hearing about somebody drunk driving, killing somebody, and then nothing happening to him. You know, like just, and this is early. This is like 2003, maybe, or, or some shit like that. But it's, it's kind of wild because her career was quiet after that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, fun fact, a few years ago on my birthday, my stepsister Allegra came over with a present for me. What did she buy me? A Brandy vinyl. Am I a huge Brandy fan? Of course not. Did she premeditate <laughs> this gift? No, I assume it like literally like <laughs> fell into her lap. Somehow she came across this as like, oh, now I got a gift for Jake. I'll just give him this Brandy record that I've never listened to and it's in my record collection because whatever. Have you lit? You haven't listened to it? No, it's all right. It's We're going to put it on after we this. We might have to. Gonna... And, and I, it wasn't even an ironic gift. I don't think she was trying to be funny. Like, here's a record you'll never listen to. It was like, oh, here's this. It's like she found it in her car on the spot. But yeah, Brandy got off on. Uh, Not a musician, but you, the most famous fucking drunk diving. Was fucking Caitlyn Jenner. No, uh, oh. well, uh, shit. I'm, I'm showing my age now. But, Show it. Uh, Ted Kennedy, man. Oh yeah, of course. Ted Kennedy. Well, you didn't think he was gonna get off, dude. You know, I mean, you're the Kennedy. Well, he know. didn't do it. Actually, he wasn't there, right? Was that what the the thing was? I think that's what they tried to play off for a while, like because he just he like. He like drove off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then he just went. He just like <laughs> swam to shore and went home and went to bed. Dudes like that, they get some balls. But we, the the political realm, you you have a little extra, extra. It's not just money, but you have like this power to yeah. clean shit up. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, Gucci Mane. Gucci. Gucci Mane. Fucking Gucci. You now in, in in the realm of hip hop music, Cedric. right? Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, tough personas. Or, or expressed, right? There's a lot of thuggery in, in real life, and sometimes it goes into the music, and a lot of dudes are always touting different shit. Oh, I do this. I do that. I'm like this. Not often do we actually see these artists who say certain things live them out. And there's a strange feeling, I believe, that fans like when one of their artists lives out their lyrics, even if it's not good for them. But anyway, Gucci Mane, he's chilling early in his career. He's in his crib. Who comes in his crib? A bunch of dudes trying to rob him. What's he do? Gets Fucking busy. Blasts. Blasts him. Kills. I think he only killed one of them, if yeah, I'm correct. Yeah. And they did originally want to charge him with murder, but he pled self-defense. And then some, I, I think his friend who was in the house pled, or, um, you know, testified Co- on his Corroborating yeah. written it, witnesses. He's like, yeah, these dudes came in the crib. Yeah. And I do know, in the state of Georgia, they have very uh, beneficial self-defense laws for the, the person whose house it is. Even within your own car, if you have a gun, you live in Georgia, and you have your gun in your car, and someone tries to rob, fuck with you, you can shoot your gun from your car because your car is an extension of your house. Mm. So there's like very good self-defense laws. So this dude, Gucci Mane, who's rapping about a lot of crazy shit, now has lived it out. And, and you know, gets out, beats it, self-defense, goes on to make mad records and put all these dudes on and whatever. And I think that kind of reinforces image with, with fans. Like, oh, shit. Like, it was like a couple days before... Um Trap House dropped. Yes. It was like a couple days before. Right, he knowledge fucking, no scale. 
because you know I did I did some prep for this yeah, episode. Dude. Um, it was but, that yeah. was his big album. Yeah, too. man. And and like Gucci, like sh- shit, man. Like, what would Atlanta be without without Gucci? Like he he was like. He's like a transitional dude, yeah. right? Because before that, you had Goody Mob, you had you know shit Outcast, who's arguably one of the most successful, yeah. like and definitely one of the biggest crossover artists that ever came out of Atlanta, right? But there was that whole scene in 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 Atlanta in the South, you know, with like Timberland, Timberland, um, and Gucci. Like he took it to the different like without Gucci, there would be no yeah. fucking Migos. There would yeah. be, you know, none of these people that you that that's that that you see now. And I think that probably that event okay. like cemented it because as you were saying, people were like, Oh shit, dudes from Atlanta, like they don't fuck around. Like, yeah. look at Gucci. Like he's not just rapping about he's it. Real. He fucking did it. Yeah, yeah, and I think he 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 was beefing with Jeezy at the time. I don't know if the gentlemen who entered his house illegally were connected to Jeezy or not. I know there wasn't was that ru- the rumor. That was the rumors, but you have Jeezy was already like much bigger, established artist, and then this thing happens, and then you see Gucci's stock start to rise. Not to say Jeezy disappears, but Gucci kind of becomes that dude out of Atlanta that like people up in in Boston were fucking with in L.A. and they people loved him and they thought he was a great A and R putting on other artists and, and shit like that. And uh, I don't know, that was something where you look at like a Brandy who, after her little situation, No More Music, made Gucci fucking blossom. I'm not saying it made him blossom, but it helped him blossom, for sure. Yeah, I mean, and that, those are just the different, like, genres, right? Yeah. Like, the people that are listening to Brandy music well, yeah, 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 aren't, yeah. aren't necessarily going to be like, oh what? shit, she killed, she, she fucking, yeah, she fucking got all drunk and, and smashed her car up. Fuck yeah, yeah, yeah. let's bump if some If anyone wants to use Brandy vinyl, I'm slanging her dude right now. <laughs> uh, to go back to our boy fucking Clapton, Eric Clapton, this gentleman, Jim Gordon, he was a drummer in the uh, 60s and 70s. He, he drummed for Clapton. A, a and dip. Derek and the Dominoes, yeah, right? Yeah, yes. And even later in the line, and then he also drummed for like the, the Beach Boys and shit. Gentleman was a schizophrenic. Voice in his head said, kill your mother. His mother was a 72-year-old woman. Kill your mother, kill your mother. Stabbed her to death. And, you know, being a schizophrenic... It wasn't like he was a murderer trying to cover some shit up. I think when the authorities came, he was just, you know, oh, yeah, shit. Yeah. He got me here. This is what I did. This is why I did it, which was wild. But that's that's a mental health issue. I don't think that was him like, man, fuck my mom. I'm, I'm going to kill her, you know? Yeah, man. That shit. Like, schizophrenia is hard. I, I had Serious. um I had a close friend who was, who was bipolar and schizophrenic and just, like, going through it with with him over the years like um i could i could see how that that would happen you know like my my friend he ended up committing suicide but there was a time when he became like very obsessed with like serial killers Mm -hmm. and um like there was this movie they remade it uh um uh, an American version, but I think it was like Dutch or Norwegian. Funny, Funny games. games, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yes. same director did both of them, Michael Haneke or some shit. Yeah. And uh, my friend was very obsessed with that. That's and a freaky was, flick if y'all haven't seen it. He was also obsessed with like this graphic novel about um, Jeffrey Dahmer, 
and uh, there was a time like in the in the the early mid 2000s where me and our friend group were like i was gonna say we were like yeah like if this dude like got arrested for like murdering a prostitute we 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 would not be surprised and it was like so i could see how what was the dude's name the drummer Uh, jim gordon i could see how how you know going through schizophrenia how you could do something like that like commit murder i mean it's it's a terrible terrible fucking terrible disease um and it just like eats your eats your soul away yeah no i have a a friend who you know who i did a lot of music with for years who is a schizophrenic and was dealing with it and uh you know he was on medication and had psychiatrists and therapists and stuff like that and he would have episodes where depending on if he was sticking and adhering to his his regimen of medication and what he was okay and there was times where he didn't and uh i never experienced him having one of his moments where he he totally like lost his shit on other people but there was plenty of stories i knew from others where he would have these i guess you would call it a, a schizophrenic episode or a moment where he would just i don't know forget who these people were or maybe think they were somebody else and try to fight them or do some crazy shit and it's uh it's gnarly. When I was when I went to grad school for being a, a therapist, which I dropped out of, which I still regret to this day. Yeah, I suck. Anyway, uh, I, you have a few patients as like kind of your like whatever. So they give you three, and your first three are, are schizophrenics. That's what they do to you. They kind of want to weed people out. If you can't hang with this, you can't hang with that. So for a few semesters, I had three schizophrenic patients, and I would go to these like clinics in Boston and deal with them and shit. And there was different levels to it you know what i'm saying but there were certainly times where you felt like challenged not just challenged like this is hard but like threatened challenged and shit like that you know they would have moments and shit it's 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 fucking intense dude yeah yeah it's intense so we're gonna try to like lift the spirits up and keep it moving on this very sad fucking podcast uh lead belly a very famous artist who a lot of people probably don't know because he existed musically earlier in the 20th century but he wrote a lot of songs that would get covered by many, many artists. Nirvana, I, right? Yeah, yeah. Nirvana has a very famous cover of uh, Where Did You Sleep Last Night on their Unplugged album, which is a fantastic song, and Kurt Cobain kills the cover. But he wrote a lot of other songs. Like, he wrote that uh, Black Betty song that I think uh, Ram Jam covered or some shit. But this dude, Lead Belly, and I don't know if this was during his music career or not, he killed somebody, and they sentenced him to 35 years, only did seven, and came out, which is... At this time, this is like the, you know, this is like the 40s maybe or 50s, for anybody to kill somebody, and he was a black dude in the South, to kill somebody and get out on that little time of a 35-year sentence is is crazy to me. Like, why he was let out, I don't know the details of it. There's a movie about his life, but I'm not sure if it covers that. Um, but that was an interesting one to me. Because, I don't know, I mean... He, I didn't never knew that, man. Yeah. I mean, he, he wrote a lot of songs that got covered by classic rock dudes in the 60s, and then, like we said, Nirvana and shit down the line. And he led kind of a, a life that was, like, very... Like, I don't know, it was story-ish. Like, people would write about it and stuff like that, you know, because he was making music at a time where a black dude in the South singing certain like songs a, and doing his thing. He was like a Rolling Stone. like Of a, sorts, yeah. Like a traveling... Yeah. Traveling guitar for exactly. hire or whatever and i'm not quite sure the details of the, of the murder he committed and shit like that i don't know if it was like a self-defense thing or, or what have you but uh, i would i didn't even know about that until until i did a little research. research um tupac he didn't kill nobody he just shot two off-duty cops which is fucking crazy Gangster, yeah. 
No, and, and he beat the case because yeah. they were beating up. They were off duty and they were beating the shit out of some dude on the side of the road. He didn't know they were cops, and they didn't identify themselves. Which you got to do that. And then he fucking didn't he shoot them with like one of their like uh, uh, I thought he shot. I don't know. Maybe you're I right. thought. We'll have to look it up. That also I thought, cemented Tupac's fucking legacy. Yeah, for sure, for he, sure. In hip hop, if you shoot the police and I mean, beat the case, yeah, Jesus, like. and beat the case, you're like, I mean, that's why maybe like you can't touch that dude's legacy. I'm not just that alone, but I'm saying that's a huge fucking deal. I I thought there was something where they like planted a gun on him, or like the the gun that he shot them with was one of their service perhaps, like yeah, uh, service, service weapons yeah, or whatever. Perhaps it was. Um, but yeah, he fucking shot a cop. Yeah, yeah, it, two, two, two. It didn't kill him. It wounded right. him. But they were they were beating some dude up on the in Georgia, I believe, or Atlanta, on the side of the road. They were hit him and some other dudes were driving at night, and they saw two people fucking up some dude on the side of the road, and stepped in and said some shit. And these guys brandished arms, and there was an altercation verbally, and boom, they got fucking lit up. And then he beat that shit, which is that's the craziest shit. That's the hardest shit. Like, you beat in that case. It's one thing to... Dude, I heard some crazy shit. So, like, uh, um, it's, uh, it's Pride Month, right? And, like, uh, one of the, 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 the cementing events of, of Pride was in 69, the Stonewall riots in New York, right? And there was a woman's correctional facility across the street from the Stonewall riots, and allegedly, Tupac's mom was in jail at the time in that lockup, and she watched the Stonewall riots from her from her cell. And afterwards, she was like very outspoken about like LGBTQ uh, rights and uh. and like women's rights within the Black Panther movement at the time. Um, and some people say that it was like. Uh, because one of the reasons why she went that route was because she watched yeah. like, the Stonewall riots. Sometimes you got to see some shit to make your mind yeah. think of a certain way. That's yeah. that's interesting anecdote. That's yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but I heard it. I heard it on a podcast, so well, it must well, it's be probably true. true. So if you true. if you hear anything on here, it's probably true. But baby, don't hold me to it. Just don't <laughs> come for my neck. Uh, and and going back to another hip hop artist who has been incarcerated for a long time. No Limit Artist C Murder, right? C Murder. So this is what's interesting about this one. I knew that he's been locked up for shooting somebody and killing him a long time ago. I did not know the person which he killed was a 16-year-old fan at a show. I, I'm, I'm using quotes. You got to listen with your eyes and hear with your ears. Fan, right? So I guess at a concert or some shit, this person approached him. They had, you know, whatever. And then it turned into some kind of altercation or an issue. I don't know what transpired, but originally this person was a fan and then he shoots and kills him. Maybe he wasn't a fan. Maybe he was a crazy psycho fan. Maybe what? I don't know. See murder was cash money. No, 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 no limit. I no believe limit. he's masterpiece, no like right. brother or cousin, part of my ignorance, but yeah. And, uh, he shot and killed the 16 year old dude and he's been locked up since. Um, but I, it's it's interesting when you hear it as a fan because like sometimes there's crazy fans right and they come at you. I'm not saying this was a crazy fan. I don't know. He was a 16 year old, so maybe he was, maybe he wasn't. Who the fuck knows? And C Murder was probably mad young at the time too. I'd imagine he was probably early 20s and new to the fame and what have you. But that's a wild one too, you know. It's crazy. It's crazy to kill the, the fame. The fame ones are wild because. I don't know, man. You got crazy fans that try to do wild shit, like homeboy that fucking uh, what's the dude's name who shot John Lennon? Fucking, I don't 
know his name. But yeah, he was a fan. He was a psycho fan, though, right? And he's always, you know, there's always those guys who, you know, get Wait, too was he, the, was he the one that was trying to impress Jodie Foster, or that was the guy that, that shot Reagan? I don't know about that. I don't know. It was either the guy that killed Lennon or the guy that shot. I think um, it was probably Reagan because Lennon would probably been too young. Jodie Foster would have been. Oh no, I guess no. No, because yeah, like Taxi, taxi was like seventy-four, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. True. Touche. Like there was, I think it was a schizophrenia issue as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just like. And that was yo, in the I'm Dakota gonna, Hotel, which was like the haunted hotel in New York. On a built on a Native American burial ground where they filmed Rosemary's Baby, Scary. had all these like scary kind of gothic uh backstories did you watch the killed. um the uh what was the hotel mu- murder in la the uh the 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 water tank the 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 girl the night stalker thing no no, no. well the, actually that no, dude lived in that hotel uh, no i don't know um fuck i can't remember the name of the 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 hotel but um it was the same thing like this uh this this tourist she came to LA and it was like this like sketchy, sketchy uh, hotel in downtown LA. Sweet. And she dis- Sweet. disappears. Oh. And then they find her like a month later. She was in the water tank at the top of the hotel. Mm. And like uh, Netflix put out like a, you know, like a four part <laughs> series about it. Oh. Um, and it was like framed like all the, the like previews and the trailers was like, like supernatural like ghost story type thing uh, but then at the end it was like no this wasn't a uh this wasn't a, a a film about ghosts it was a mental health crisis because it turned out the 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 girl was like bipolar and like she went off her meds yeah and like she probably ended up there on her own uh, but that hotel which i'm pissed i can't remember the name right now there was some sketchy shit because the Night Stalker, he lived there for a while. Oh, yeah, he was just chilling. He, he had like yeah. a residency. Yeah, he did. Hey, guys, there's a, there was one in uh, is it Milwaukee. There was like a really shady hotel. Maybe it's not Milwaukee. There was like a shady hotel where a very famous killer lived for a while. Well, there was in uh, there was a bar in the northern suburbs of Chicago that was frequented by both Jeffrey Dahmer and... Who's the clown killer? Uh, John Wayne Gacy. Gacy. Oh, yeah. man. Midwest has a lot of the killer dudes. Wisconsin in uh, general has a lot because that's where uh, the dude who was the basis of Texas Chainsaw Massacre was from and a bunch of other shit. Um, the Cecil. The Cecil Hotel. Yeah. Is that what it was? That was the hotel. Oh. We're not going to get too serial killer for you. That's like we're not. I mean, we're definitely trying to attract like the. The younger, like, white woman love, like, serial killer podcast crowd, but I'm not there yet. So Should we just me. throw a couple <laughs> drops out? Ted Bundy, what? <laughs> um, uh, the rapper Cassidy, Philadelphia rapper, had a couple big hits, became a battle rapper. I didn't know this. I knew he, like, got in a bad car accident and got, like, hurt up and got in some other legal things. He shot and killed somebody in self-defense, too, and got off. I didn't even know what that. What was his hit? Uh, I'm a Hustler. Right, yeah, and then he had another I'm one a, too. A yeah, he had another. Was that one. a Jay Z sample, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like Swiss Beats, like sample that, yeah. and another Jay Z song of for another hit of his. But he shot and killed somebody too, in, in on some self defense shit too, which I did not know. But it's funny; it didn't seem to really like bring his career back because he went away. He got he got locked up for some other shit, and went away for a couple years. Right, like the part of his career where it was starting to apex, and I think it just took all the fucking juice out of him. So regardless of that enhanced his reputation, it didn't bring him back to like, you know, to make money and be a huge star like they thought he was going to be. 
which is a bummer. Didn't Shine go to jail for yeah, murder? Yeah, he didn't. Too? Ki- no, he didn't kill nobody. He just shot somebody. He went to first, like the the puffy in the club thing. He shot somebody, and um, yeah, he did a good amount of time for that. He didn't kill. Is he anybody. still in? No, no, no. He's been out. He came out. And he he he's so he's from Belize, right? Black dude from Belize. Mm-hmm. He's Jewish, on some like I don't know if it's on some black Israelite shit or whatever, but he's Jewish and shit. And he came out of grip ago though, and like put out an album. But I don't think anyone really gave a fuck about it. And, like, you know, Bad Boy wasn't behind it. Puffy wasn't giving him that backing. And, and it was, like, you know, poorly received. But he got a lot of love in the streets for not snitching and doing his time. Like, I remember all my homies back home, like, thought it was the shit. Shine's this, shine's the shit. Y'all ain't fucking bump no shine when he came out, though. You didn't buy his <laughs> poor guy's shit. Like, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, like, Max B is a, another artist who has been alleged not to have, I don't believe it was murder, but he was uh, responsible for, like, a kidnapping. Involved in a kidnapping that led to a murder, and that's why he's been in prison for a while. But he's supposed to be getting out soon on some shit. But Max B caught crazy love when he went in for shit, and like like just his mixtape sales and like people buying his old catalog, and they love him to this day, you know. But I feel like uh, like like Shine when he came home, like all that rep, like you know what I'm saying, it didn't do shit for his career, which sucked. But you know, sometimes it's, uh, it's like timing, and like it, you have to still be a talented musician on some level. Whatever your music is, you have to put out good music. It can't be you do some crazy shit and everyone's gonna be behind you. You could be talented, you do some crazy shit. Okay, now we like even more, but you know. Yeah, I mean, I think the most, one of the most famous fucking murderers who actually never even murdered someone who was also a musician. Our boy Charlie. Charlie Manson. Right, Charlie. Charlie Goddamn Beach Boys. He was just bummed out because. He wasn't gonna make it in the music game. His dreams were shattered. Everyone told him he was shit. His music is crap. Nobody liked him. He felt kind of like uh, left out, bummed out, angry at motherfuckers. Even though he was chilling with the Beach Boys, writing some music with them, but his shit wasn't gonna hit. And that's why he got all bitter and, and used his little mind control, powerful skills that he learned from the CIA, putting acid in his brain <laughs> to brainwash a bunch of hippies to to, to drop. But some he bodies. also had like the 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 perfect recipe or upbringing to become a fucking serial killer even though You're he never that, boy, even he though he never killed the trigger himself killed yeah, he someone. Just like his up, upbringing was was a rough one huh yeah i mean he was um he was even like before he got he locked up he was in and out of jail a gazillion in, times yeah, before, in la he was in and out of jail a gazillion times like from from you know basically from juvenile on like you know, he had a shitty family life. He came from a broken home. He ended up in and out of, um, like, boys' homes and, like, juvenile hall. Wow. Like, dealt with, like, rape yeah. Um, yeah, on a personal level. Yeah. And he, like, learned early on, like, you're you're either... You, it, it, it's a dog-eat-dog world, right? Like, yeah. you're either fucking getting fucked up or you're, or you're doing the... Yeah, the fucking the up. The fucking up. And I'm sure, right? like, when you, you are willing to, like, you know volunteer for certain government uh experiments to either get out of your your uh, imprisonment or whatever it is like you know experimenting with acid they did a lot of shit on him like he was always in hands of the government getting in and out of shit like that and it was tested on that yeah like shit. he was only out for like two or three years before he got locked up uh, again you know it was like a wild dude and i bet his music did suck you know probably you're spending too much time being crazy you can't you got to write some good tunes man but like the the one um, the Wilson brothers, the 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 Beach Boys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis Wilson and Brian Wilson. Um, 
the one who like brought him in was like the uh i think he was the bassist dennis wilson um and uh he actually put out a like an album like after the whole manson thing the but Brian, it, dennis wilson did dennis okay. yeah and uh it was it was a decent album but like it fucked him up bad like the 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 manson murders yeah. like fucked him up i'm sure a lot I mean, how would it how would you not you know he was the one that drowned in the swimming pool oh ironic fuck sad twist. A beach boy dies in a pool they weren't surfers they were they made surf music they never surfed in their lives Posers, if you studio, want. studio surfers before if studio want, rappers. Yeah. If you want to call them posers, we can call them posers. Oh, look, we love pet sounds. Me and Noah seen Brian Wilson uh, years ago oh, in Chicago, was, and that was so sad. That was sad. So sad. Uh, when you watch an artist who you revere and who's you know had a great run, and and, and everyone's there to see him, and they're doing the, like their classic album, and they're kind of like just not there, dude. Like you know what I'm saying? Is his schizophrenia? I don't know, I, or just dementia or mm, like I, you, ptsd yeah. something but yeah brian wilson was not of sound mind i it seemed like they cut his mic off halfway through oh the, yeah the well, i just concert. thought he wasn't just wasn't chiming in. all the background singers were singing his parts and he was yeah. just kind of like there like you remember know? when uh they brought <laughs> they brought john and joan cusack on oh, yeah. stage he, john cusack for those Kokomo. who don't know played him in uh what's the name of that movie it was a good movie it was dude. a good movie the uh it was the Fuck it. It's about Brian Wilson. John Cusack plays him when he's old. Paul Dano plays him when he's young. Very good movie. Uh, but yeah, that was hilarious. They brought the Cusack siblings up to sing Kokomo. one of the wackest songs Kokomo. ever. Dude. Which and like, and like, do you guys sing? Dude, you, I know you, you were know high who, fidelity, you know who bro. played you on that. You know who played on that? Someone you're gonna break my heart with? Who? Your boy, Prince. Uh, Jesse Spanos. From Jesse Full Spano. House. Uncle no, no, Jesse. No. Oh, Jesse. That's not Jesse Spanos. Fucking. Uh, uh, Saved by the Bell, dude. Fucking the showgirls. Oh, right, right, right. You think Jesse's... of Jesse Costabopoulos? Because yeah. yo, on a Full House episode back in the day, they mm-hmm. went to some fucking island mm-hmm. and the Beach Boys are playing Kokomo and like, they're all chilling. Uh, John Stamos was like an honorary honorary member or some something, God. and he like played like maracas or some shit on oh, Kokomo. God, God damn! To like segue from the fucking shitty news of John Stamos's like part time Beach Boyism, uh, the last dude on this list is um, Vince Neil. Motley Crue, big, tough, like, fucking hair metal band in the 80s. They made a terrible Netflix movie that I would never watch if you paid me about it. They did a lot of drugs. They party hard. What does this dude do? Drunk driving accident, except he doesn't drink and drive and crash and kill a random stranger. He's driving. His homie's in shotgun. They crash into another automobile, which is fine, but his boy in shotgun dies. You know, like his friend was yeah, riding past yeah, seat, yeah. which is like a like I feel like the punishment for that, like, and I think he got off with manslaughter too. But the punishment is you got to live with your friend having died because of you being a fucking drunk driver. Like that's that's heavy. That's, that's like that's heavy punishment. Dude. That's like something that that you think about and learn as you're like older in life. Yeah. Right. Like when you're in your in your teens and twenties, like you don't think about that. Oh no. Right. Like. You know, I, I think that, you know, it, it's a proven psychological ph- phenomenon that, like, that younger folks, like, don't have that perspective. They don't think about the consequences of their actions, yeah. which is why, like, you know, armies are filled with, like, 18, 19, 20-year-olds. Because that's how they, you get them. They don't, they, don't, they don't have that fear of, of death, right? Yeah. But that's not, that's not the, the, uh, 
the thing you should be scared of, right? You should be scared of like surviving. Yeah, because then you got that the survivor's guilt thing. I remember, I remember one time. Okay. All right. Uh, a very. Uh, Noah's gonna infamous, tell me a crazy story. Infamous in, in, New Year's in, in, Eve, right? Oh yeah, which which one? There was like the, eighteen. The of one them. where we we went to New York and we uh oh, we like we went to uh, Renzo's. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, like where's where's dad like taught and we yeah, were yeah, like yeah, playing yeah. floor hockey, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And he had the the Rav Four. Yeah. And we were like driving in the back streets of of Connecticut. Oh yeah. Like late night, and yeah. this dude, he is. Going like eighty miles an hour down like rural yeah, yeah, Connecticut yeah, 30 back thirty miles roads. an hour max kind of and road. he starts turning off his headlights. Oh, I don't remember that. And just like going over hills, and I I, I was sitting in like the middle seat, and it, it was a packed Rav Four, and I'm like, dude, we're gonna fucking die. And you just like, <laughs> you were just like, yo, it's nice knowing you, dude. dude I- <laughs> or something like we we like dapped it up real quick. Hey, I was and that. Man. That's some classic, like, we were in our mid-20s, early-20s. Ready to die. Like, just shit, like, dude. fuck it. If we oh, go out, yeah, we go. whatever. good ride, bro. Peace. Oh, shit. I thought you were going to talk about the time we were, like, tripping on mescaline, and I had to, like, try to knock him out because he was acting like an asshole. And, like, I took him in the alley in Times Square. And I was, like, punching him in the head. And he was, like, knock me out. And he bent over, and I was trying to hit him, and I was, like, only hurting my hand. <laughs> no, I wasn't around for that one. Oh, good one. Good one. Yeah. You were there for the time we, like, Thought it would be a good idea to kick off the night before we enter the city, like watching Faces of Death while that, we were That was the same trip. Oh, great fucking time, dude. Yeah. Hey, Tip, you guys want to have a great time? Watch some really depressing murder shit before you go out. Psych. 